You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Robin, you know there are all sorts of natural remedies for common ailments? Kind of like if you pee when you get stung by a jellyfish? Actually, that's bullshit. No, it's not. It is. I thought there was something in the pee that when you... <laughs> I don't know. I thought there was Sounds something... Sounds like a is perfect there something in the pee? question for our guest today. Today, we're going to be talking to Freddie Kimmel cancer survivor and holistic healer. I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is The Bodcast. It's The Bodcast with Michael Buckley and Robin Shaw. I've lost 85 pounds. Now I'm a personal trainer and help other fat people. I was the last kid picked in gym class. Now I'm a personal trainer and I've got a six pack. I really thought there was something in your pee, like a chemical that kills the poison of the sting no i mean urine is sterile and i think that's maybe where the so it'll i guess sterilize your foot but well, it's not gonna you, it's not would gonna you rather, you know what the best would you rather for, be in pain or have someone's pee on you i mean it depends on the uh, I, 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 depends on the what I mean, like what kind of what, depends on the person the level peeing, of pain the level of pain or the level of pain yeah okay what about if it's a level eight out of 10 of pain, which Definitely is pretty pee. bad. Definitely pee. Or you, or you'd rather the pee? Definitely have, would rather have pee on me, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I'd pee, if it hurt just like a little prick, I'd have someone pee on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a low threshold. I'll just if you close can, my eyes. Are you gonna have kids? Do you wanna have kids? No, absolutely no? not. Because instead of like an epidural, they could just like have someone just pee on you constantly <laughs> the entire time. Like, Imagine oh, when the only reason I have kids is just so that I have someone to pee on me in case I, Get stung by a I don't judge, Robin. I don't judge. <laughs> All right. Enough of pee. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm twitching. Do you see this? My eye keeps twitching. I don't see it. Is it is it just a pulse? Yeah, it's like, like pulsing. I think it's I think it's anxiety, maybe. Yeah, definitely. That's one of those. Why does when you have anxiety does muscles twitch? Like what does the two have to do to I wonder if our guest could answer that later. Maybe, I'm sure you know. probably. I know I've got a friend that that's got all sorts of problems with anxiety and he's got all sorts of twitches that he didn't have. I have before. three twitches. It depends on the level of anxiety. Like my eye twitches, I have this twitch. <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I know you can't say it. She's <laughs> doing like kind of like a my modified arm. version of the chicken dance that yeah. they do at weddings. One arm will like just twitch up when I'm like, I'll be walking and I'll just go like that and I can't stop it. I'm trying to think if I have anything. I've, I've gotten the eye pulse. You do the eye pulse? Yeah. That one's the most annoying. Because like the arm thing, I ooh, the the arm thing, I could just like pretend like I meant to do it. Keep talking. That's the, whenever I get the eye pulse, I just always think of the telltale heart. You remember that story about the guy with like the, oh. the bulging eyes? Yeah. And the guy thought he could hear like the guy's heartbeat like through the, the eye and he ended up like killing him and burying him in the, the floorboards. Do you remember no. that story? No. No? Yeah, well, that's what the eye pulse does to me. It, my mind goes there. I just, I mean, like, the arm thing, I can hide. Like, if someone's talking and I do the arm twitch, I then just pretend like, oh, I was raising my hand or stretching. But the eye twitch, I feel like people are like, what the hell is wrong with her? And it always happens to me when, like, I'm in a meeting or, like, meeting with, like, a, a network or something. Sure All of a sudden, my eye starts twitching. It's probably I, not even noticeable. I hope not. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm looking. I'm, like, looking really hard. <laughs> For the, the eye twitch. I'm not going to be able to take my eyes off of... Sometimes, and the third one is my lip will twitch. Oh, just a little quiver? Yeah, I'll be like... Like, <laughs> like an Elvis lip? Yeah, I don't know. I need to I need to get medicated, I think. You should see my I feel like you're going to be against that also, right? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like everything I believe in... I guess Do you meditate? Like, 
meditation makes me anxious. Every time I try to meditate, all of a sudden I start getting like hyperventilating. Well, you because you feel like you're not doing it right, or no? Something? I just feel like I don't know. I can't meditate. I get so anxious when I meditate. Really? I'm just like oh, I can't do this anymore. This is blah, blah, blah. have you have you like have you ever had like a meditation coach or something like that? I've got a guy that's. You have a guy me. for everything. I'm I've got a guy. I do. I do. <laughs> I need Adderall. I've got a guy. I'm like the fitness concierge. I'm like, I know a guy. <laughs> I do Anything. though. I'm like, I have a meditation I'm like, guy. I, yeah, I, I like braces. Ah, I've got a guy who trains handicapped kids. I got a guy. I do. I've got a guy for everything, or a woman for 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 some things too. Uh, well, but my my meditation coach just happens to be a guy. Interesting. Do you like to meditate? Uh, I do. I'm actually just learning how. It does. I get so anxious. I can't. That's same where I can't do yoga. Bikram, I could do because I'm sweating so much and I want to like just kill myself. So I somehow survive it. But just regular yoga, I'm so like anxious that I have to get out of there. Really? Yeah. Is this weird? No, but I think I think I think I'm gonna. I'm swear to God, I'm gonna send you my guy. You just need to be okay with the stillness, Robin. I don't like stillness. I hate silence also. There's not, it's so hard for me to sit with another person in silence. I can't do it. <laughs> Which is why I'd rather be like stuck in a basement with a murderer than in like an eight hour car ride with someone who's not a good talker. Oh, that is rough. Because I like freak out. That's brutal. Yeah, even my boyfriend's not a good talker. He doesn't talk that much. That's why I have to. He doesn't need to. I know. It's yin and yang, baby. <laughs> yin and yang. It is. I have a fitness question of the week. You want to? You yeah, let's to hear it. All right, cool. So this question is actually from a new client of mine. He's a male, and this is a question that is consistent with every new client that I've ever had. That's that's a guy that's like, I want to put on a little bit of muscle, and he asked me during our first session if there is a pre-workout supplement that I can recommend for him. I've gotten this question a bunch too. You get it a lot. Yeah. Do, uh, male, female, or always from male. both? Always, always male, right? Male. Always male. Yeah. No female. Yeah, because a woman so. rarely will come to me and say, "How can I put on some size, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> if she said that to me, I'm probably not the trainer. If a girl for that. said that to me, I'd punch her in the face. Right. I'd be like, uh, I'm not, "I don't think I'm, I don't think we're a good fit necessarily." <laughs> um, yeah. So what I told him was, you know, I'm actually more of a I get your nutrients from actual food. Right. guy also you're in finance like you're not training for like a triathlon i don't think you need to be supplementing just so, so you can have like a better workout during our sessions together um but one of the things that i i also uh kind of warned him about was you know there are a lot of over-the-counter supplements you can buy at gnc that if you were playing in the nfl you'd fail a drug test right with some of the chemicals and a lot of them and you know we, i know you uh you had made a, a joke about it before but i would i had been prescribed adderall and uh i was on a very high dosage that was like from a doctor and uh it really kind of mess, messed up my body and definitely messed up my psyche and there are a lot of the a lot of the leading sellers are speed and they have they're chemically very similar to, to drugs like adderall and ritalin uh and they're amphetamines and um <clears throat> yeah you, you just you really have to proceed with caution just because they give free samples of something at GNC does not necessarily mean it's a good thing to put into your body. Uh, well, now, if someone does want to do like a protein shake, yeah. or, so what would you suggest? Well, protein, like, protein's food. Right. Yeah. But like, are there any, I, say, I, I, fuck, I wish we, are, I knew we were doing this question. There is a protein shake that, oh, I can't even that, think that of is a, That is a good question. And I, I get that a lot too. And I, I get it, that I get from everyone, men and women. Yeah. Um, so, I always say, you know, post-workout, it, 
not every, I know how it is, right? Like, and I'm the same as anybody else. So you don't always have the option of like grabbing like a nice piece of grilled chicken or salmon with like a side of vegetables and some sweet potato. So, you know, if you, if you need to supplement just and get some, some nutrients in your body right after you work out, um, I recommend for a lot of times women are watching calories. So what I say with that is you, you don't need 35 to 50 grams of, of protein in your shake. You know, you need 15 to 20 grams because your, your body's only going to absorb so much at one time and look for something that's 100 calories or less because you're probably not going to use that as a meal. You know, you're probably using that as, as a supplement. Mm-hmm. It's just something to get some nutrients in your body. So beware of that. And for a guy, I would say if it's post-workout and you just need something just so you can grab some nutrients really quickly, you, you're going to want to look, look for a whey protein shake and you don't want a lot of extra stuff in that either. Um, and if it's something where you're trying to put on a little bit of size and you need to supplement at some point during the day, look, in, look for a protein with a little bit more uh, complexity with a, like a casein-based protein. That's, that's usually my, my, my advice. I know we're going to bring our guest on. He's probably yeah. going <laughs> to recommend like a hemp, a hemp protein or like, a, you know, some, like some sort of like plant-based protein or something. He's well, like, go find a tree, take a piece of bark yeah. off it. All right, let's bring him on. All right, cool. So our guest today is Freddie Kimmel. He, oh, wait, time out. Before you even introduce him, anyone who has any questions or comments, please write us at SoundCloud. You know, just like write a comment underneath. On SoundCloud. We love hearing from you guys. Right. Or uh, you can tweet us at, at Robin Shaw. At Robin Shaw or on Instagram, Robin or Shaw at, comment. at Buckley Body Guru. Yeah. And uh, or subscribe to us on itunes subscribe on iTunes. rate us we want to hear from you unless you give us a shitty rating then, then go don't rate us yeah, then, or subscribe yeah just do just it just don't listen to the show whatever <laughs> oh, shit. we still get a hit <laughs> um but didn't really write us your questions or comments we love hearing from you okay sorry to cut you off so our guest today is freddie kimmel he is a um he's a uh, holistic healer he writes uh fitness programs nutrition plans does a lot of cons- consultation does a lot of uh personal training uh, he's also a talented actor, singer, and dancer. Welcome, Freddie. And he he runs the re- the website Freddie Set Go. That get is pl- correct. Get the plug, <laughs> yeah. plug in there right out of the gate. We'll, we'll do it right every, out of the gate. We'll do it right every, every, every 90 seconds. We'll that say sounds your, good. Your site. That sounds good. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Um, I got to say, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. I got to listen to a couple episodes. I listened to the steroid episode. Oh, I listened to uh, our, your one comic you had on. You guys are great. Thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. I like the steroid episode. That may be one of yeah. my... He was cute. It was very interesting. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Um, Fascinating okay. stuff. So, thank you. We appreciate it. So, Go rate us on <laughs> iTunes and write, your, <laughs> exactly, write that comment exactly. down on SoundCloud. Um, okay, so let, let's start it from, from birth. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get into holistic healing and all that? Well, I'm, yeah, so holistic healing. I am, you know, I'm a certified personal trainer with international sports science and a health coach with the, with the same company. So... Yeah, healer. You know what I mean? That's just such like a, it's such a, a broad term. Like what is, what is healing? Right, right, right. You know, it's, it's like, I just kind of give like a little extra love and attention to my clients and um, try to set them on the right path in, in a, in a holistic, in a holistic mind. Can, you, can minded, you define the word holistic just in case there's anybody that doesn't know what that means? Um, I would say, I mean, to me, it means operating from from a platform of of whole foods and good quality sleep and sound relationships and managing your stress, you know, and and trying to do it without um, 
prescription medications. It's a natural approach. Yeah, a natural approach. And so how'd you start, how'd you get into this? Well, I was, crazy story, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer in 2006, and the bummer was is I caught it really late. Actually caught it really yeah. early. I caught it really early, but I had a doctor tell me when I initially found this lump on my testicle, he's like, you know, cancer doesn't hurt. So, so don't, don't worry about it right now. So I took about a three month hiatus from the quest of wondering what this lump was on my testicle and just kind of let it go. What did you say was a pimple? Wait, hold on. The doctor like didn't or? think it was cancer when he when you went. So you did go to a doctor. Yeah. And then he didn't, he. Yeah, misdiagnosed. What what kind of doctor was this? This was at a, a, a free health clinic that I'd, I prefer not to name which one. So you got what you paid for. <laughs> you get what you pay wow. for. Wow. <laughs> okay, so then three months later. So three months later, um, cut to I'm in so much pain I can barely stand up. And I'm, you know, I'm 26 years old. I'm a young guy. I'm not thinking cancer. I'm not thinking anything serious. It just... I just thought I'm thinking maybe, STD. I'm thinking STD. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had an infection or something. And and he did preface. He did he did uh, make a lead into that. He's like, you know, there could be some type of an, an infection in the epididymis. Um, that's a part of your testicle, believe it or not. So I kind of let it go, and I I got a round of antibiotics, and and I didn't think about it for three months. So cut to the future three months later and I can't stand up and I go to the emergency room and after about eight hours of testing and diagnostic work, uh, I had a doctor walk into the room with, with a bunch of med students before anyone had talked to me and just the guy said, you know, this is a typical um, a typical case of advanced testicular cancer that is clearly metastasized to the abdomen. And this was the first, wow. yeah, crazy, crazy. So ha had the lump continued to get bigger th during that three months? It got a little bit bigger, but then it, it then it didn't. It almost like subsided a little bit and the pain kind of normalized and it just started to move. I started to have pain in my, um, in my abdomen and my stomach and it was tumors. You know, by the time it was all said and done, I had nine tumors oh growing my in my God. abdomen around my kidney, my, my vena cava. Um, yeah, it was it was not cute, and I was in a lot of pain. So I I immediately they sent me into surgery and right that 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 day like that that next day the next morning I flew home and and they did a surgery on the primary tumor. The other ones were too big to operate on, so they were, said we're going to put you on as much chemo as you can take. We're going to do four rounds. Same cancer that Lance Armstrong had. Same exact same exact style. Pretty much the same progression. So so actually testicular cancer is one of the cancers that chemo works amazingly well at. In the 70s, testicular cancer, their survival rate was like 85%. And now it's like, I'm sorry, it was like 25%. And now it's it's like 90, yeah, it's wow. like 98% recovery. Lots of people recover because wow. chemo really like melts it away, melts that cell out of your body. So it's really, it's really one of the cancers that chemo was made for. It was this really silver bullet discovery in the medical industry. Four so rounds, I, wow. Four rounds, yeah. So that's five five hours a day for five days a week, and then I'd get two two weeks to rest, to just recover, and then I'd go, go at it again. What sort of side effects did you have while, oh God. while you're going through the, just, the chemo? Just chronic fatigue, and, and um, you know, I was tired. Um, obviously, all your hair falls out, which I kept. My hair fell out and I shaved my head. I've never let my hair grow back just because I, I really liked it and I thought it 
was a nice reminder of, it would always be a nice reminder of where I had been every time you look in a mirror. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just, you know, it was one of those things. It was like this, one of those, a, a badge of honor that I was so proud to wear right, everywhere, absolutely. everywhere. And to this day, when I see someone in the street, you know, with it, clearly they're going through chemo, I'll go up and, you know, give them a hug and take up your hat and take up the hat and I've, I've been there, baby, you know, just give them a hug. So yeah, that was, you know, so you, so the, the side effects for me, they were, you know, they were, it was the fatigue. It was, um, you know, I was insatiably hungry. Uh, funny enough, they had me on a steroid. Hung- Wait, you were hungry? Cause hungry, starving. Because don't you usually lose that's atypical, your right? Yeah, that's atypical because they had me on this steroid and I want to say decadrone. You know, it's a corticosteroid, but it, it really jacks up your hunger. But And I was ravenous. I, I went to dinner one time with my, uh, at that time, girlfriend. I ate a full rack of ribs, two dozen clams, <laughs> A bowl of New England clam chowder and a half a steak. I love when wow. you talk dirty like that. <laughs> uh, no, food porn. I mean, I, I was insatiably hungry. And that's, I, I do remember that. That right? is made me hungry. <laughs> that just made me horny. <laughs> Even better. Even better. So, so yeah, the, you know, the effects for me, it was just the fatigue and I was very hungry. And, but I pushed through it. I did a lot through treatment. I went snowboarding while I was going through chemo. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived my life. I didn't, you know, even even on the bad days when I didn't want to stand did up. Did you still dance? Did you go to dance class at I all? I did. Or? I took a dance class in Rochester, um, at the Rochester City Ballet. I would drag myself with it. I took the adult, like, mom's class. All <laughs> oh, these kids are awesome. like, who is this? Who is this cancer kid? He looks horrible. <laughs> but I just stood in the back and took this well, look class. look at his turnout. I know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, still not that great but i would i would go do class i would go snowboarding you know even on my worst days i would drag myself to the gym and i would walk on the treadmill just walk because i always it made me feel like i was a participant in my own improvement it made me feel like i was fighting like i was doing something see those are the signs right there i bet of you starting into holistic yes lifestyle because like just saying that just walking and doing things made you feel like you knew there was this thing that needed to like drive you. And yeah, yeah, that deep energy of of just wanting to be alive. So they so so even cutting forward a little bit. So when the chemo was done, the hope was that the cancer would be gone. And I went in and got this CAT scan, and there's still like these dots on my you know where the tumors were. And the surgeon's like, those could be cancer. It could be dried dried out like dead tissue we can't leave you with those spots. So we are gonna do what's called a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. Say that 10 times fast. Retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. <laughs> retroperitoneal <laughs> lymph node dissection is a very common surgery for testicular cancer um, patients who have had the disease metastasized to the abdomen. Um, by metastasize, I mean spread to, a, to another area besides a primary tumor. And there were, they, they were not going to go with the risk of leaving those dead tumors inside. So this surgery, which is very complicated, w- one of the more difficult surgeries to perform, they cut open your abdomen and, and, and they take out all the organs in there and they put them in a bag and they set them on your chest. 
And then they start snipping out the lymph nodes where these tumors are, you know, trying to so cut everything's around. Wow. Out of your everything's body. out of your body. How crazy. Crazy. That? That's and literally the, like operation. It's like, it's exactly like, like the operation. board game operation. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so intense. And then they pack it all back in and you stay, they staple you back up. And I remember hearing that I would have to do this. It was the first time I really like broke down. I just died. I remember walking out of the appointment. I didn't cry in the office. And then I just, I looked at my, looked at my dad for a second and I just... I just lost it. I was like, how am I, Imagine. I'm gonna, yeah, I really thought that. I was like, I'm gonna die. I really I really didn't think I would get through it. I, I just heard and they're drawing pictures and how they're cutting and I was so tired already from the chemo and I was so ready to be over that and it was so hard to um, to deal with that it just, you know, it broke me. But I, I one thing I demanded was that we not wait, that we just do it. I'm like, right. I can't wait three weeks. We got to do this tomorrow because <laughs> right. right, right, right. I will, you know oh, what I mean? I get that because the, the thought of it would probably drive you nuts. The so. mental, yeah, the mental yeah. capacity. I, at that time in my life, I didn't have the patience or I didn't meditate. I, I didn't I didn't understand those things. So the thought of this oncoming surgery, I had to do it. So we, so we quick scheduled it. It was hell and it was hell. Yeah, it was like waking up and I, I was like, this is what feels, this is what it feels to like get hit by a car. You know, oh, a Mack truck, a Mack truck. I remember I was like, I'm screwed. I'm not dancing again. I'm not doing anything. I couldn't even stand up. I could barely like move my arms. It was really, really, I just remember it was really sad. Um, and, and it was a hell of a recovery. Oh, I was in the, sure. I was in the hospital 20, 24 days. It was supposed to be four. all these complications. And, and, and it was really from, I think from that point, getting out of the hospital, I knew I had to change, change some things about my life if I was going to. I, I always thought I would get back, right? Right. Like you think you're going to be get back and be better than before, and I I knew I would get back, but I th- at that moment I knew I had to to make some serious choices on you know how I was going to eat, how I was going to you know think about recovery. Well, you start to value your body, I would imagine, oh, so much val- more. You Come know, on, like- I'm still thankful when, when I still, I to this day, I will, like, will not take the elevator. If I can take the stairs, even if I'm so tired, I was like, you know, from the times I would be wheeled down the hall, I used to have my mom wheel me down the hall so I could watch other people like walk in and out of the hospital and just watch them walk in and out through their daily lives and just be so in awe. I'm like, if I have that moment back, Look out, world, because right. nobody's going to stop me. There's nothing that will get in my way. So, so you guys, so you went through hell and back, and then there we go. So now you're saying, so you knew going through this. All right, when I'm better, when I'm back, I'm going to be better than ever, and I'm going to take care of myself. So, what are these? What are these big things that you started? Yeah, talk doing? about the, the steps of discovery where you're starting to like. What changed first? You know, what you want to think about things differently. What What are the specs in? This, this, the steps the in that. Of- well, well, just to just right after um, everything I went through, you know, I f- I started to feel worse, like progressively, my energy, like everything in my life, everything was started to get really bad, like anxiety, my body hurt, pain all over, um, and that was that was like four months after surgery. So getting back into that, I knew I had to make some changes. So right away, the first thing I did, I remember reading this article about a woman who was in this horrible car accident. She broke like 70 bones in her body. And now she she was on all these pain medicines. And one way she got through this, she went totally like through this hardcore elimination diet. 
Um, you can look up any standard elimination diet, and you take out all the modern inflammatants in food. So it's like you go one at a time, right? No, I took them all out. Really? All of them. I did sugar. I did dairy. I did red meat, and I did wheat, and uh, and that was it. Yeah, I took them all out, and right right from there, just doing that, like my pain. Um, post-surgery pain went down like 70% like in one week and that's I, I like that mo I want to do that so bad but that just seems so hard to do it was hard <laughs> like, all at once yeah but I mean man if I could cut those four <clears throat> things out holy yeah, crap yeah. yeah and I and I still to this day that you know I, I I implore I implore my clients that I coach to to think about that to try it I'm like I know you can do it for six weeks and just see how you feel sugar dairy red meat and wheat Wheat. yeah just for now and and you know there's certain there's certain things that i've added back in you know i'll eat some grass-fed beef or i'll eat cultured goat's milk or you know i eat (laughs) that's like his treat that's my treat exactly wow gotta splurge you really i let something in i thought he was gonna be like ice cream (laughs) or like no no No, i've i I know it sounds crazy but i've never i've never eaten those things again do you, you ever you never get dessert no, I mean I'll make my own dessert. I make great dessert. You know, I I make like, you know, sliced uh, sliced like ripe organic peaches over like a sorbet or like a a coconut ice cream. I'll make in my Vitamix. I make really great stuff, but there's none of it that's processed or comes from an animal that had antibiotics or comes from a box or a or a you know an over farmed uh, farm. An overfarm farm. Do you know that? You, do you ever read uh, Michael Pollan, The Food Rules? Yeah, I've read all the. I've read like seven hundred books. He's got on, one like, that's like your your food should come from a plant, not a plant. Like it should come from right. a plant. Yeah, with roots and shit. Yeah, yeah. Not from like a plant. Good or, pun. What was his name? Michael Pollan. It's amazing. Michael Pollan. Uh, he wrote a book called The Omnivore's Dilemma, which is really good, and all the research that he did to write that book. He kind of like wrote in like a really dummy short version called The Food Rules, which is, you could read it in like a sitting. Yeah. Really yeah, there's some good information out there. So that that was, that was the, um, that was like the, the big change, you know, was, was the food. And then I would say the last, the last two years have been incorporating um, areas of recovery. So like, yoga which works on the parasympathetic nervous system and meditation and you know some i've i've honestly i've just started i started working with this woman just talking with some of the things that i went through you know i work with an energy healer i work with a a woman who helps with post-traumatic stress you know some of the what do you think robin should do about her yeah so what do i, I do on my twitches and my crazy anxiety and sugar you know she needs a meditation coach i need uh, meditation makes sense just even thinking about it i think i think you know it's it's like we we mentioned a little bit earlier it's just an order of operations so you know first just take the focus off yourself and just think about your your belief system whatever that is you know something bigger than you because when you put yourself at the center you're going to end up with this moment of emptiness so you've got to think about something bigger than you and you know you're and then it's and then it's uh you know, you get your you get your diet straight. You take out all the triggers, right? And then that is where my problem is. Then then it's then it's you know working on some type of meditation, some type of um, nervous system reset. You know, we live in this big, crazy, wild, energy driven city that's that's not 
uh, complementary to healing or rest or recovery. So, so when you get all those things in place, you know, and then if you're still twitching, then you can be like, oh, well, you should do some transdermal magnesium, you know, or you should do, um, you know, supplement. I'm twitching as you're talking. This yeah. is all how, you how, so anxious. All seriousness, though, in terms of like set, settling your breathing. Yeah. Like if nothing else, right? Like, how many times have you been with a client? And, and I'm like, they start, they they start getting tired, their, breath. their yeah. body is under duress and their, their response is to immediately stop breathing, right? The time when I they know, need oxygen so more important. than anything, they'd stop breathing. You have to remind them, Hey, remember to breathe, right? My eyes. So much, so many of these things, it's literally a matter of teaching yourself how to breathe, rem reminding yourself to breathe, to really breathe. So breathing, right? Am I, eating, I, mean, I don't know about sleep. I bet sleep's important. Sleep yeah, is big. sleep's right up there. You know, actually, when we were talking about the pre-workout supplements, uh -huh. best pre-workout supplement in the world, good night's sleep. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it everything. Really it's everything. It's I mean, the think biggest of, difference maker. Think about, you know, I always kind of take it back to like, you know, I eat a, a version of a paleo diet, you know, hunter-gatherer. You know, think about, think about um, some of those models for that diet, that hunter-gatherer. You know, you were really designed to to sleep and play and eat really you weren't designed to work 60 hours a week so try to so try to look at elements in your life where you can sub sub incorporate some of those things you know find where you can take a nap if you're tired as opposed to have an energy drink if you could just sit down and just even breathe for 10 minutes that's that's really really good find where you can find where you can um naturally let yourself fall asleep without you know falling asleep to netflix or a blue screen tv which is you know light from tv unfortunately it it screws up your melatonin production it actually wants to keep you awake that type of light you know there's there's a there's a million and one things you could apply but it's just finding those areas you know you, you know taking some time and some presence and some some meditation in the fact that you're preparing your own food like there's an art in like a stillness and a love to cooking, which is like a nice calming thing. There's, it doesn't have to be just meditation. You can incorporate those moments of stillness and like presence in the actual moment into everything you do in life. So my therapist um, says, take a nap. We have yeah. to- Seriously, guys. $150 an hour, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have one last question and then, and then we're gonna have to wrap it up. What about sex? Is sex like good for calming or does it work your heart up in a bad way? Oh boy. I mean, I'm not a I'm not an expert on but that. But like uh, well, like is is sex something that like will calm your body system? There there have been a lot of studies done where people who have more sex live longer. Married people tend to live longer and you know there's the big joke about like, oh, once you get married you never have sex. But married people actually statistically do have more sex than people that that, that don't marry. Yeah, but they, they there's no way to tell if they're looking at the joy and love that's incorporated in your life from being in a monogamous supportive yeah. relationship or if it's a sex. There's a lot of studies that show the more that a male ejaculates, um, the shorter their lifespan is. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of energy. I might not make it through the next. Listen hour. to me. There is a lot of energy <laughs> and body essential body materials DNA that goes into sperm production. So if you're you're constantly body is is making these you know these very important DNA replicas that are important to your survival, 
that that they're t- actually taking away That's from That's a very your, Eastern idea, like the yes. idea of Tantra, like of like, yes. every orgasm is a small death. Yeah. Oh, let me die, baby, let me die. <laughs> let me, you, uh, let me die. <laughs> all right, uh, before we get to the special time, why don't you plug your website again? Uh, and also just tell what people, guys, if you are looking, he, he does this all over the country, doesn't matter where you live, uh, it, he will help you, um, right? You work, don't you work with people like all over the? Yeah, I work with people. You, you I, refer I, people to other specialists, right? I do. I have a I have a great network in New York City of uh, functional medical doctors, acupuncturists, energy workers right here in the city. That you know, one of the one of the crazy things about going through all this stuff is how many crap bullshit doctors you see that are just a waste of time and money and are really really expensive. Trust me, in New York City, I have been to them all. We could do a whole show on that. But I've found like these six doctors who are just nice and they care and they're passionate about their area of expertise. And I think that's invaluable. And then, you know, besides that, uh, from all the reading I've done, I can kind of point people in the right direction and just, you know, part of being a survivor, I feel like Freddie Set Go, the website, is my responsibility as a survivor. I'm just trying to pay forward all this stuff that I've learned and save people a lot of time and like heartache and money if I if I can. So hopefully, you know, you get the enough. Say the website again for everyone. FreddieSetGo.com. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're a good soul. I like the art. All right, guys. Good energy, we're gonna do, right? We have to do this super, super fast. But do you know what time it is? Is it the Danny Tanner? What did we learn this week moment? It is. So we have to talk really soft, Freddie, as we're saying what we learned this week. But we have to say it soft and fast. All right. All right Michael, what did you learn this week? I learned that there is definitely value in getting a second opinion and that if something hurts and you know that there's something wrong Mm. with your body that you you can trust yourself to investigate that and explore that wait Mm. that was a really good one I like that. I'm, I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm impressed that you pulled that from yeah. that complete in, sentences and everything. That, that interview. <laughs> I'm shocked when one of us says something like really smart. <laughs> All right, Freddie, what did you learn this week? Oh, um, let's see. I learned, I learned, um, what did I learn? I learned the importance of a pre-workout supplement. Um, how important it is to actually above all things you could buy in a store to get a good night's sleep amen amen Amen. i learned that um men if you want to live a long time stop jerking off is that good that's 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 something i learned (laughs) you live longer the more sperm that's in your body all right freddie thank you say your sight one more time freddie said go Guys, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Write us on SoundCloud. Follow us at Robin Shaw at Buckley Body Guru. Yes, I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is the podcast.